the music business making it in music whatever the fuck making it is that doesn't even make sense i hate that i hate that term dude you made it bro what is making it for you because i never want you to quit your music career or your music dream give up on what you're doing i never want that for you i want you to succeed i want you to go sell a bunch of records sell out stadiums get a bunch of fans get a millions billions of streams because i really do want that for you i have to talk about this this is a huge topic that I think is misunderstood in the music business, building a music career, being a musician, being an artist, rapper, songwriter, whatever. The Radiant Podcast, episode 95. Let's get right into it. Now you tuned into the right place if you're looking for music business, talking about music, mixing, mastering, all that stuff, music, anything music, right? I've been in music for 23 years now. Going on 23 years, it'll be this year, I'll be in it for 23 years. Um, geez, where do I start? I uh, I don't really know if I've ever told my story on the podcast. I don't think a lot of people know like who is Bradley Denniston and what is Radium Media, Radium Records? What is all this stuff? Why do you guys do this? Like, you know, what are you guys? An internet thing? Like, oh, you're on Instagram. Oh, you, what are you, social media guys? What are you, YouTubers? No, absolutely not. I do this because I love doing it. I love teaching. I love talking about uh, music. I love talking about music business. I'm fascinated by it. I've been in it for a very long time. As a living in my career, I've been making a living with music for over a decade now, which it's about 12 years, somewhere around there. Like, and I mean like I'm actually making money and paying my bills off of music, okay? So it's a little different than like, yeah, I work in music, but I also have a side hustle and a day job and all this other stuff. So who am I? Where did I come from? What's going on? And uh, what do I want to talk about today? Well, today I want to talk about, first of all, you not giving up on your music career and understanding what the time, the time, like... Just, I think the misunderstood part is that you guys think that you are going to make it in three years or five years or six years if you just push and you just grind and you just grind, dude. You just got to work harder. And it's just absolutely not about that. The music business, making it in music, whatever the fuck making it is, that doesn't even make sense. I hate that. I hate that term. Dude, you made it, bro. What is making it for you? I've made millions of dollars in music over the last 10 years, over the last 12 years over the last 15 years, millions and millions and millions of dollars. Is that making it? To me, it's not, right? To other people, it's like, whoa, dude, that's amazing. Like you were making six, like high six figures a year. Like, whoa, you made $300,000 last year with your business. Whoa, you like you made it. Like a lot of people think that, oh, you're going to break a million dollars. Oh, you sold a million records. You made it. Like a lot of people just don't, once you get to that standard, you don't think you made it. Just like someone that makes $250,000 a year doesn't think they made it. And if they do, they're, I mean, they're in the middle class, like upper, upper middle class, barely, if they live in LA, <laughs> right? So really think about this. Think about this. Like I see on the internet all the time, everybody's talking about, man, if I don't make it within, you know, this year, this year is my year, bro such bullshit it's the worst shit you could possibly say oh man 2022 is gonna be my year you have no like you're not doing anything different than you've done right so what i want you to really focus on is not the time like that's what i'm trying to get to with all my blabbering is stop focusing on the time like you're you're, you're putting time limits on your success 
don't even worry about this, the time. Don't count the time. Count your love for what you're doing. Count how many songs you put out that you really love. Count how many times you've sat in the studio and, and worked for 12 hours and lost track of time and made two songs or three songs and stuff that you really love. Like what, what happened? Like, why are we so obsessed with, I have to get this and I have to get to this spot and break a million dollars within three years. I got to break a million streams. I got to, you know, you, you guys putting time limits on this shit. It's just not how it works. So a little bit about my story, right? I'm 37 years old now. I'm going to be 38 in uh, November. So you can wish me a happy birthday, send me music gifts, microphones, uh, 1073 modules, you know, whatever, you, whatever you can do. <laughs> but uh, I've been in music since I was about 16 years old. I got my first guitar. It was a Samick Stratocaster. And then I got into drums, right? And I played drums. I had a uh, Japanese dude living with us. He was sort of a foreign exchange student, but he was really like a brother to me. His name was Kohei Wimra. And he would, uh, he would play drums really, really hard. And he was really dope at him. And he got a drum kit and we put it out in our garage and stuff. And then I started messing around with drums and I was like, wow, this is so much fun. It was active. I had ADHD, still got ADHD. I think I don't really know, nor do I care, but you know, I just bang on the drums and I'm like, this is amazing. You can make music and you can be active and sweat and like, this is fun. Right. And it would keep my attention. So I got really into drums and brought, bought my own kit. Um, I got all the cymbals, you know, I started getting, oh man, I got to get a new snare. I got to get the free floating brass snare, the piccolo snare, the, you know, and, and just get obsessed with drums. And then I uh, started working in bands and stuff, right? Like I was like, I'm going to play drums for this band. I'm going to play drums for this band and start taking off with that. And then I was like, yo, I need to be like writing songs. I need to be in the forefront. I can sing, you know? So I started singing in bands and writing songs and all that stuff. And yeah, a lot, of, a lot of stuff happened in those periods of time. And that was high school, right? Like even high school, a lot of stuff can happen for you. I mean, kids nowadays, shit, they're like, you know, 16, 17 years old, blowing up, getting record deals, you know, going and buying cars they can't afford. But, uh, you know, long story short, I basically just stayed obsessed with music my whole life. I've always been in music. I wanted to play every single instrument. I wanted to study the game. I got into production with a four-track recorder on a cassette deck. It was an old Tascam, you know, one of those little Tascam four-track recorders, four faders on it, put in a tape, and uh, you could plug in multiple mics. It was crazy, man. <laughs> and uh, we would record band practices and stuff, and I started getting obsessed with, like, how the things sound and... And, you know, this was back when you don't have iPhones. You didn't have, uh, you know, the computer was like, there's no way you're like going in and chopping vocals and making samples and shit. Uh, so we use like NPCs, right? Like I bought an NPC. I had the NPC 2000, 2000 XL. I had the NPC 3000, which was like amazing to me because Jay Dilla had it, right? Uh, I spent all my money and all my time obsessed with music. I finally turned 25 years old. Um, and I had kind of been doing music on the side the whole time, making money, mixing records and making records with people. And then I finally decided, you know what? I need to go all in on this. I need to really make a commitment that's going to hurt if I don't fall through. So I checked out this school in the Bay Area called Expression Digital Arts, which is now SAE. And it's in Emeryville, right outside of Oakland and Berkeley. And I went to school there. I had to visit twice to really make my mind up because the school cost me $100,000. <clears> so I borrowed money from the federal government and from Sally Mae. I didn't borrow a dime from my parents. My parents didn't help me at all. Um, I mean, they helped me with their love 
and I love them. Thank you, parents. You are the greatest. They're amazing parents. They were always supportive. Uh, they would send me, you know, $50 uh, Trader Joe's gift cards every once in a while. And I really appreciated that. And then there was a period of time where they were sending me like $200 a month to help me out with, you know, because I was broke as shit. <laughs> like I literally was living in the Bay Area off $1,100 a month, right? That I had to spend on rent, food, everything. Was taking the BART through uh, the Fruitvale station. Um, and yeah, I was just kind of living a weird life. I, um, I basically went through a divorce then. Not really a divorce. I was like engaged to be married. The, the girl broke it off with me because she just could not handle what I was trying to do. And... You know, that being said, that was a big sacrifice. And I think that everybody should take that sacrifice if they really love the music thing. Um, but yeah, that kept going and going. I graduated, you know, second in my class, blah, blah, blah. Um, and got my degree in sound arts. <laughs> you get out of, out of school and you got a sound arts degree. It's not that exciting. So I was working the whole time I was in school, though. I want you to understand that. I was recording voiceovers. I got, uh, I became a voiceover artist. I got a contract with Pandora to do internet um, voiceovers, and I was getting paid to do that. I was recording out of my closets, out of the house, and off of my setup. Right, even at school, I would, uh, I would charge people to mix or do sessions with me. Jazz bands, funk bands, uh, singer songwriter, rock bands, a lot of, lot of trap music, a lot of rap music. Right, Bay Area, um, you know, just met some great people, and everything was awesome. And like. I don't know. It was everything was awesome, but I was broke as shit. And the music thing was just like kept going. So I graduated. And then the first thing I did was think to move down to L.A. So I got an internship unpaid with uh, Mark Mothersbaugh, who's a big time composer. I'd say he's probably in the top 50 composers in the world. Um, he's done a ton of stuff. Marvel movies to, you know, Lego to Warner Brothers movies, all that. I got a ton of credits and a lot of experience through working with him. I worked with him for five years. I made six figures a year working with him because I, I would take on commercials and write for commercials after hours. And I would do everything I could to write music, engineer, produce music. I was the in-house head engineer and music producer at Mutata Musica here on Sunset Boulevard. And I hit a ceiling and I basically wanted to do more. So I quit there and I started my business, which is was Radium Media. Now it's Radium Records. Been doing that for about five years. Okay. So think about that. Just really put that into perspective. That's my journey. And I don't have anything to show for it besides like I have, well, I won't say that. That's kind of, that's kind of, you know, doomsday. Um, I have a lot to show for it. I have my skills. I have a business that produces income and does really well. And I get sync records and licensing and I work with really cool artists and I write my own songs, put out my own music and I'm kind of doing what I want to do now which is great, but I'm also still working on projects that I don't want to work on. I'm working on client projects that I really want to say no to, right? And if I just sat around and thought, man, if I don't get it in the next five years, in the next two years, if this year isn't my year, I'm going to quit music. Man, I would, I would never think like that first off. And if you do think like that, I don't think this is the right career for you. And that's why I wanted to get on this podcast is because there's so many people that jump into music thinking they're going to go make a bag get the fuck out of here. Where's the bag for music, man? You can get a bag, but you're going to spend that bag so quickly. Uh, music costs a lot of money. The gear costs a lot of money. 
The studio I'm in right now costs me a ton of money. The gear that I'm using every day costs me a ton of money. Upgrading your computer costs a lot of money. The software, the plugins, everything. Everything costs money. You want to advertise and get more clients? Going to cost you money. And it's going to cost you a lot of time. And it's going to cost you a lot of uh, relationships and nights out with your friends and family and times and uh, holidays, right? Uh, when I was in the middle of Lego Movie, when we were working on the Lego Movie, um, I remember it was just really busy around the holidays. I had already booked my ticket to go see my parents up in Portland and see the family. And I literally had to cancel last minute because I was working on that movie. And I was working hard on, on that movie. I was producing on it. I was working on Everything is Awesome, which went platinum, which is amazing. I can't believe that even happened. Um, and I was working with, you know, Tegan and Sarah, like I worked with Tegan in the studio. I recorded her vocals. I produced her vocals. I worked on so many things on that movie. I, I did all the synths on that movie. I did drum programming on that movie. I did so many fucking things. I did so many recording sessions on that, on that movie. So many mixes, right? And um, I had to say no to other things. I had to say, no, I can't see you for the holidays, mom and dad and family. No, I can't go out and drink. No, I can't do this. No, I can't do that. I would get home at 7, 8 p.m. after like working all day long, 10, 15 hour days. And I would crash out at 7.30. Like it was crazy. I was just so exhausted. I was learning all this new stuff and I was like working on all this new stuff that I, I just didn't really know what I was doing. And I thought I did, you know, I thought school was teaching me this stuff. It's like, get out of here, man. You got to get into it. You got to be in the sessions. You got to have Pee Wee Herman in the session telling you like, what the hell are you doing? Look at you a funny way and be like, Oh God, maybe I'm fucking this up. You got to have all the advertising uh, people behind you while you're, you know, running the session for a Lexus commercial. You got to have people that are bigger than you and better than you. And you got to grow exponentially every day and you got to stay confident, but you can't get cocky, right? You can't think you made it and you can't put a stamp on a, on you made it. You can't put a time on you made it. You know, a lot of you guys, like you start music, you release like five projects and then you're like, I don't know what to do, man. I'm just, and you're like in your twenties, like, shut up. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. Like, oh, I just think I should be so much further along. Do you, you know, wait till you're like 10 years from now and then tell me how you really feel. You know what I mean? Because I think like where I'm trying to go with all of this stuff and what I'm trying to tell you right now is from 22, 23 years of experience in music and about half of that, if not more than half of that in the real game of music, working in the business and making my living, I'm trying to tell you right now, you don't get into this with a time limit. You don't get in this with a, with a, a goal sheet that says, I will have a platinum record by 2023. You can't, you can't count that. You can't measure that. So instead, start measuring other things because I want this to be valuable for you. Start measuring how many hours you spend on something. Start measuring how many uh, books you're going to read. Start measuring how many tutorials and masterclasses you're going to take. Start measuring how many or who you're going to get in the studio with. The things that you can actually measure. You can't measure how you're going to get a platinum record or how many platinum records you're going to get. You just have no control over that. A lot of the times these guys chasing placements and stuff, they'll never, ever, 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 ever get any success with it. But they love the game. They love it. And that's what you have to do. You have to fall in love with the game. You have to fall in love with the chase. Because the best way I know how it's put 
is, you know, I just recently read Tim Grover's book. It's called Winning, and I highly recommend it. I think you should get into it. Go pick it up. Get it on Audible as well. And he talks about winning. He talks about a championship, like, winning mentality. And it, like, oh, my God, it, like, resonated with me like crazy. He's like, listen, when you win, winning is not, like, it's not, like, this beautiful, glorious thing. He's like, you win, the moment is incredible. It's the best thing ever. And winning is everything, right? But winning is like, it's like battling to get to the top. You finally get to the top. You grab the prize and then you go right back down to the fucking bottom. And you have to start all the way back from the bottom. And the next time you go up that hill to win again, that hill is filled with more obstacles. The hill is harder to climb. The things that you're doing have to be different. They have to be more impactful. They have to be they have to be more strategically planned. You have to be stronger willed. You got to be stronger with your money and smarter with your time and smarter with your energy and the people you hang out with, the foods you eat, the time you go to bed, all this stuff, man, if you want to win again. And true winners, they just want to win over and over and over again. They get obsessed with the win because it's so amazing. I get obsessed with getting another placement, you know, like I'm like, yo, I want another sink. I want to get another massive commercial campaign that's going to pay me, you know, five, six figures. Like I'm like, I'm obsessed with it, right? I'm like, how do I make it happen? Who do I got to get involved? Like, how do I take even 50%, right? I want to do that. I want to win. You know, and I think you guys have to really stop thinking about the time limits. You got to stop thinking, man, this year's my year. If you say that at the beginning of next year, you're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong mentality and you, you just don't get it. You don't understand it. Oh, 2022 is our year, bro. And you don't have any proof of any of that shit. Like, get out of here with that shit. Oh, we're finally going to be there, bro. Like... <laughs> Oh my God. It just makes me crack up. It's just the funniest thing is when people say that or like they're showing off on Instagram, like what time they woke up or something like, yeah, cool, man. You're hustling. You're grinding. Like stop talking about that. What you need to focus on is winning. Focus on your skills. Focus on getting better. Stop looking at the clock. Stop looking at the calendar and start looking at what you're doing today and see how you can win every single day. And another strategy that I thought was really, really cool and I want to share with you before I end and wrap up this podcast is um, I was listening to another podcast from, uh, I forget his name, but the entrepreneur dude um, runs his own, his own business really big time. And he said, you know, it's not about waking up and winning the day with like 50 things you're going to do, right? Like, I'm going to fucking kill this day, man. I did crazy, man. I did crazy numbers today. And then tomorrow you're like out with your bros, like drinking and getting stupid. And it's Friday, it's Saturday, it's Sunday, it's Monday, you know? And then by the time Tuesday, Wednesday hits again, you're like, I did like a crazy, a productive day. No, it's not about that. It's about doing five productive, most important, valuable tasks that you know are going to move you towards your goal every single day for 50 years for your whole life and you let that compound like i have days literally where i finish my shit by three four o'clock and i'm like yeah i'm gonna go do whatever the fuck i want to do right i'm gonna go take a nap i'm gonna go take my dogs on a walk i'm gonna go uh write a song in uh in the bathroom 
I don't, I don't usually do that. That's kind of weird. But the point is, is you got to stay consistent with what you're doing and try to compound on that and figure out what those important things are and stop counting the time. Stop thinking that like, oh man, I'm so overdue for a win. No, you're not overdue for a win. Winning doesn't want you to win. And what you're doing is not anything that's trying to get to winning. You got to go through the hard shit, the mundane shit, the shit that you don't want to do that nobody wants to do. You got to sit down and you got to do it. You got to edit with vocal line and do your crossfades and retake that take about 50 times. You know, you got to do the hard work, the stuff that's not fun and not glorious. And that's how you're going to win. And that's how you're going to get somewhere where you're proud of. Okay. So for now, shut up, shut up. If you're in your twenties, you're in your teens, you're in your thirties, your forties, your fifties. I don't care. Nobody cares. Stop. Stop with the sad story. Oh, I don't have any money. I don't have any time. If it doesn't work for me in three years, I'm quitting. It's like, come on, get over it. All right. So now we're at a point right now where you just got to get to work, but you got to stop looking at the calendar. You got to stop putting time limits on your success and understand it's going to take a lot more. It's going to take a lot more than you think it's going to take. Thanks for tuning in. That's the Radiant Podcast. That's what I got to say today. Stop putting time limits on your success. And uh, yeah, this is a lifestyle thing. This is a lifetime of music. I don't think I'll ever quit music. Even if I'm deaf, I'm going to be like putting my feet on stuff, like trying to feel the vibrations like, yeah, man, that's what's up. Sitting on subs, getting weird. All right, (laughs) take it easy.